0: Welcome back to the GP Productions podcast. Okay, welcome, oh, back, welcome to back to the show, and I've got a special guest today. It's Mr. Mark Holton, a man that you will know from the TV screens throughout the last well, since
1: the eighties, really, isn't it, Mark? Um, well, I would say uh, over four uh, four decades. Four since, decades. Since uh, eighty three, yeah. You
0: know? And how did it all begin? How How did you decide that you wanted to be an actor?
1: Oh Lord, <clears throat> um, I am. Um, I was a freshman in high school and about to fail English. And uh, the, uh, my English teacher said, well, you can get extra credit if you enter an intramural uh, uh, oral oratory uh, contest, and I will give you some extra credit. And I did, and uh, I didn't expect to do it, but I won. And then uh, the, uh, they, they called it speech here instead of theater. And they went on uh, tournaments or whatever, and uh, I got involved doing that, which led to a little scholarship. And um, it was uh, just kind of fell in place and I fell in love with it and uh, did as many shows and, and events as I could. And um, finally got to the, the point to where I had to make a decision whether or not I would go to uh, New York or LA. I had been to New York, and I knew that psychologically it, it didn't fit me, being from a small town, uh, yeah. so I, uh, I went to L.A. where I would rub bumpers instead of elbows, and uh, but I had never been there before, so uh, there was a lot of uh, divine intervention in my life, so there's yeah. no other explanation I- for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and in terms of the like obviously then you started off in kind of theater then was it
1: uh, oh yeah yeah I had a theater yeah. background theater uh theater uh, a scholarship in college and uh did that and did did uh dinner theater non union dinner theater out of college and also some uh outdoor drama in amphitheaters and um even tried a little bit of radio which killed my soul and i i couldn't do that very long uh so i said well you know i'm gonna have to either do this or go back and get a teaching degree and um so i gave it a shot it all worked out yeah and what was the, what's the pressure like,
0: or did you feel any pressure of, say, perfor- performing in front of a live audience as opposed to doing, like, TV and movies? Just if you bring yourself back to then, were you nervous going into something like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Especially when you're starting out. But I, I, uh, just from my high school training, I, I became uh, uh, competent right off the bat and uh, knew how to read the audience and uh, play them for comedy, and uh, when less was more, and more was less, and and all those things. So um, I I I I hate to uh, make this sound like uh, you know that I'm bragging or whatever, but I just seem to be a natural, naturally disposed uh, to uh, to uh, play. I uh, play other people, you know, on
0: stage. Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of just really fell into this world. Then it wasn't really part of the the script. No pun intended. No,
1: no, it wasn't. I just yeah. uh, it it just uh, you know step one uh, point A to point B to point C to point D all yeah. along the way, and it, it continues to be that way.
0: Yeah, uh, the first big movie I suppose, like that a lot of people would remember you from then is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. How did that come about?
1: Um. I had done a few uh, television shows. I got my union cards, and uh, I, um, I I thought I was going to an audition at Warner Brothers uh, for like a, a casting director. Uh, usually, you go in front of a casting director. Sometimes they put you on tape. Sometimes they read with you and give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down before they advance you. But I walked into this room, and it was uh, for everybody. I had bypassed everybody I don't know how that happened I think uh, they had seen me in something that got their interest I I suppose I'll never yeah. really know but uh, I walked in and there was uh, you know just pretty much everybody uh, all the uh, the writers, the producers, the director uh, and Paul Rubens and I I had seen Paul Rubens on uh, late night television once or twice, and really didn't, you know, I thought, well, this Pee-wee character is just insane. He, you know, he's, he's insanely funny, and, and this is very original. But that that was the extent of my knowledge of, uh, of uh, the Pee-wee character and Paul Rubens, and we actually auditioned uh, with the scene. The, I, I know you I are part of mine, that uh, all the children still. The, the big and the old children my age uh, still I uh, know all the uh, the words or, or the script whatever and um, and it seemed like it, it went fine and, and by the time I got home uh, pretty much a, a deal had already been made. I went what? How can this be? <laughs> so well another example divine intervention right there yeah.
0: And that movie, like, has still stood the test of time as well, in my opinion, isn't it? It's still one that you can just throw on any time and enjoy it.
1: Oh yeah, I, uh, and uh, I, ha- my uh, my eldest son said, you know what? He said, you're very fortunate because when you look at what are considered the the uh, you know the the top comedies mm-hmm. from that time period, uh, the two that always stick out to me and to my friends. Is uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure and The Naked Gun? And uh, I said, well, yeah, I, I, I would have to thoroughly agree that, that they're both, uh, um, you know, they're, they're not dated. Uh, you don't yeah. have people talking on 15 foot long cord you know, phone lines, and there's nothing to tip you off really, um, unless you really looked for it. Yeah, uh, that, that it was a dated film. Are
0: you one of these people that likes to watch your movies or do you not like to watch your
1: movies? Oh, I was my own worst critic for a long time. I hated my performances, most of them. I watched them uh, probably at a screening. Uh, and uh, I would, I would uh, have friends uh, say, hey, what are you doing? Are you home this weekend? I said, well, yeah, I, actually, I, I, I'm going to be here for a couple of days. Well, honey, you want to come over to the house? Sure. We're going to have some beers. I'm going to have some friends over. Oh, and by the way, they're going to have a screening of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I said, no, I'm not coming. No. If, if you shot, and if if I get there, I will just finish my beer and leave if you start the movie. And they they were, well, what's wrong, man? What's wrong with you? Mm. Um. But uh, and and I was I was that way up until the last uh, oh um, last few years actually, because I'd yeah, actually like can... the business and uh, pulled the plug, got out of LA, moved back to a, a small town near Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, I said, that's it. I've had it with this business. And um, then, I got drugged back in for one more leprechaun movie. Okay. They shot it in South Africa. I'm on my way back. And uh, in the Dallas airport, my, my last leg, I had made it all the way from Cape Town to London to Atlanta to Dallas, and there was a problem with the plane. For the right. last 30 minutes, a little bitty flight. And I went, oh, shit. So uh, I went over to the club, and uh, I, just, I've, been on, I've been in the air for like 40 hours. And uh, I, I passed this guy. I walked behind him, and I, I thought to myself, I know this guy's voice. And I caught just a sliver of his face. I said, who is that? I know this guy. And I walked around the barrier and got some tea and came back around and it was Paul Rubens. So I approached him and he didn't recognize me. Of course, you know, I looked like I had just rolled out of a dumpster, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Lovely. There's a there's a, a look on his face of alarm, like, oh shit, who is this guy? And the people sitting with him are like, security, security, you know, right on the edge. And I said, Paul, it's Mark Holton. And he said, well, what the hell are you doing here? I said, I don't know, what the hell are you doing here? I just got back from South Africa. And so we had um, always, you know, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, Happy Birthday. Uh, yeah. But uh, you know, he had pretty much trailed off to that. So we rekindled our uh, relationship and uh, he had been there for a, a convention. And, and I said, well, what, what's this all about, these conventions? Comic-cons and horror-cons. I have yeah. no frame of reference. So he, he, uh, he gave me, you know, enough of an education just over the phone to where I, I thought, uh, well, this, this sounds like it might be fun. Mm-hmm. So back to your other question, uh, you know, uh, being my own worst uh, critic, it took me uh, quite a bit of soul-searching uh, when I found out there were people that had been looking for me, uh, that uh, uh, I was part of their childhood and part of their, uh, you know, their children's childhood to, uh, to accept, um, you know, that uh, love and uh, allow myself to open up to it. And once I did that, um, I, I could look through it, I, I could look at the work through a new lens and a clearer lens uh, than I had uh, before that time. So. Mm-hmm. And it's a good
0: newer. way yeah, it's a good way because I talk to a lot of people in the same boat that maybe didn't know about this convention world. But isn't it a great way to kind of rekindle friendships with people that you may haven't seen for all these years and then you're all together at a convention and
1: maybe having dinner or a couple of beers or whatever? Well, that that, that happens to a lot of actors. I've, I, I've only run into a couple of people that I've worked with uh, previously. Uh, but the, the thing that uh, just melts my heart, Maurice, uh, is when I will have, a, and, I, and I'm still learning, you know, I'll have somebody bring up a, a VHS jacket that's just hammered, you know, yep. raw, thread, beer, bear, whatever, and they asked me to sign it. And I, I said, well, you want me to sign this? I could probably find you a DVD here on the convention floor somewhere. It's brand new. And they said, no, 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 you don't understand. That is the jacket on the, on the uh, vhs that my brother and i watch every day after school so when you sign this this is going you know like on the mantle i said okay i get it um yeah yeah so you know what do you say you just hope you don't pop a tear in front of people you know yeah yeah Uh, when you look at
0: obviously leprechaun is a big part of your career then as well, and especially considering entering the convention world with that as well because of the horror side of things is huge. So when you look back on that, how did you become involved in that project, the original?
1: Um, I um, was cast in a television program called okay. Superboy, and it was a ridiculous uh, idea for a script. <clears throat> And uh, the guy that wrote it, uh, he, he said, you've got to use Mark Holton for this because this character is so outrageous. you you got to at least you know, call him in. Yeah. So um, they gave me the role and I went and, and spent a week filming that. And that was Mark Jones, the writer of that, that was writing Leprechaun. So he just <laughs> continued writing my, my movie role. Uh, as uh, as we were doing the television show. So, wow, you know, it was great. And um, somebody had, had sent me some of the uh, casting director's notes uh, that somehow survived the years. And it has a list of the characters with names out from them. And uh, I'm the only other, <laughs> only name out from Ozzy, the character Ozzy and it has in parentheses marks brand i thought well that's that's a pretty good good way to go into an audition right there you know yeah so that's another that's example awesome. of, of uh, divine intervention you
0: know so yeah and being in the right place at the right time but that's that's another movie yeah. <clears throat> in the horror Which, community that that has stood the test of time as well like you know yeah. as a franchise everyone looks at the original really as, as they do with most movies, you know, it's all about the original. And then obviously it kind of tailed off into mad stuff after a while, the leprechaun, but then it kind of smoothed itself out then with the the latest one, you know?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I just, you know, to me, um, you know, the, the uh, number two through what, seven, that were in space and in the hood and in Las Vegas and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, None of them had anything to do with the original storyline. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of tempted me back into uh, that franchise was when they uh, they continued the storyline 25 years later. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it's just uh, amazing to me. Of course, you know better than I do. Uh, uh, the U.S. has a uh, huge uh, population of, of Irishmen mm-hmm. yeah. um, in the major cities. And St. Patrick's Day is huge. You know, the parades and uh, every every pub has uh, uh, two beers and a scar to go with it on <laughs> before midnight. It's just, uh, it's it's wonderful. You know, you get to see all this American history that started in Ireland. With uh, mm-hmm. the you know the parades and then you've got the firemen and the and the, and the policemen, uh, and uh, so it, it's 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 been really um, uh, interesting to watch over the years. Of course, your your residual payments as an actor go down 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 over time, until some of them are are just ridiculously low. But mm-hmm. twice a year. Or once a year with those two films, there'll be a little spike. It's always in March, near uh, mm-hmm. Saint Patrick's Day. So yeah. Aaron's go bra. <laughs>
0: so it's it's busy. It's a busier time for leprechaun in March than it is then in October for Halloween.
1: Yes, but uh, there's a little box there too. So <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, it's 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 funny. Um, everything's streaming now, and uh, a a lot of stuff that has been kind of dormant. Um, all of a sudden, if it starts streaming, uh, people will. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a million years, so Mm -hmm. it's almost like, um, you know, back in the in the day, to where if you wanted to see a film, you saw it in a theater. Yeah. uh, Or you rented it. Or you bought it yeah and those were the only three flavors and choices that you got but now with with streaming you can watch it right now or you can watch it without uh you or you can uh just you know buy it you know yeah and i i i think that's kind of a, uh a, a wonderful thing for for old actors them, you know, a, a long history of things that are being uh, rediscovered.
0: And what because, was it that's... Sorry, you go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. I was just going to say, what was it? Was it the script itself then that swayed you back into Leprechaun Returns Then after all those years? Yes. I thoroughly
1: yeah. expected to read a total piece of shit. I didn't know <laughs> what I was going to read. And... uh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I read it and I found myself chuckling out loud. Um, and I thought, well, you know what? 25, 30 years later, the uh, just just the the technical marvels that they have now for special effects mm-hmm. um, have have they you know they they've improved, so who knows, you know, how how crazy that can get, how how much more realistic. And then uh, <laughs> The joke was on me when I got there. I got uh, the old school guy with the airbrush, two and a half mm. hours in the chair uh, for uh, for that one look. Wow! But, yeah, it's ghost doggy Aussie, uh, uh, the dead Aussie, and uh, wow! Uh, and the guy was, it was it was just like watching somebody uh, paint a, a fresco or something every day, <laughs> looking in the mirror. Going, my God, that looks like a real vein. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was a real bitch, too, trying to get out all of that stuff.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. If you if you were handed a script right now, what is mm. the one thing that, that you would instantly reject on a script? Like, what's the one thing that you do not like to get, whether it be a role or
1: a story? Um, that- that's hard. You know, I could I could see something funny like uh, character rides through the uh, <laughs> rides through the frame in the background, naked on a Shetland pony. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Um, it it would it would it would depend. Uh, it, 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 I I would want it to be a, a flavor of a character, a type of character that I that I have never had the opportunity to to do before.
0: Yeah, so fresh.
1: Yeah, so you you can imagine after I did Pee-wee's Big Adventure, uh, I was brought in to do Francis Buxton over and over and over. And of course, I would get the script and I would interpret it uh, the way it was written. But in their mind, they wanted Francis and I wouldn't give it to them.
0: Yeah, it actually reminds me, it reminds me I had uh, Jim... Jim Cruz on the podcast, he played the helicopter zombie in the original Dawn of the Dead. And he was actually, I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago and he was saying the same thing. Every time that he went in to do an audition for a horror movie, they wanted to chop his head off because his head was chopped off in Dawn of the Dead. And he was just like, Nope, not doing it.
1: but <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of those guys that after so long, the 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 prosthetics that you have to apply to your face, like Warwick. And my God, yeah. he went through seven of those things, um, you know, and, and you get down to to just one more, and you know, there's there's some PTSD there after that long, and and back, uh, you know, depending on uh, when when your guest uh, was was doing this, a lot of that uh, you had stuff put on with the uh, oh anybody's that's been in, been in theater, or whatever past a certain age will know what spirit gum is and it's mm. it's just uh, uh, it's, it's like alcohol it's, but it's glue yeah and uh, it's very uh, it's hard on your lungs and your sinuses and your skin and if you have to breathe that all day every day it's on your hands and your face um, and any little movement that you make you can crack it they're coming back at you with it Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah I can imagine a lot of a lot of people just I think Robert England uh that there was one thing he said uh well why didn't you do the last one why did you stop doing them and and he said I just couldn't do that anymore I had just yeah. maxed out I that was that was enough
0: so. Yeah and in terms of the convention world then you said you were kind of I suppose enticed into it maybe um What's the funniest thing you've ever had to sign at a convention?
1: Oh, I've had, had, some really uh, weird things. Um, I, I didn't anticipate getting a uh, bicycle parts, like the little <laughs> gas tank on the side of the bicycle. And I went, Oh, that's, uh, are you building a reproduction? Yeah. And I'd like you to sign it just straight up across this. It's a little fake, you know, different bike parts. Um, one thing that that uh, threw me uh, was this guy walked up, and I had done a film called uh, "A League of Their Own." Yep. And uh, he 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 looked like a coach. You know, he's dressed like a coach at the ball cap, and uh, he walked up and he stuck out this little white box. And uh, little white box, I opened it, and there's a baseball in it. And I, I still have it clued in, right? I was like, what the? And I pull yeah. it out, and he he kind of smiled. He goes, I have a collection, a baseball collection, and I have collected several of the cast members' signatures on baseballs from the film A League of Their Own. So I would like you to sign it. You're going to lose, in quotes, um, Stillwell Angel, which was my character, and then my name. I thought, well, how cool, you know, I, I never thought I would see that, but uh, you know, since it's my, probably my, the, no, it is definitely the fav- my favorite film um, that I've ever done, mm-hmm. a film role, uh, to uh, to have that come across my table, uh, w- it was really neat. Um, yeah, unexpected. And it, yeah, and, and items from uh, different countries, uh, theater lobby displays uh, that that i had never seen before uh, that uh, were, were really rare uh, and the amount of uh, time and, and trouble people had put into the framing and the the uh, the description plaques and things like that uh, you, i i was almost afraid to sign them because they were God, my god what if you mess that up you would just yeah yeah <laughs> right
0: it means it means so much to people though and it is great for people to be able to meet actors and personalities like that in person
1: well there's there's you know different kinds of uh you know there's there's fans uh, and there's collectors and then there are very serious collectors mm-hmm. <clears throat> And uh, it tends to be the ones uh, that come up, and you say, "Well, would you like me to make this out uh, to Maurice, for Maurice?" And they'll say, "No, I just want the signature in in black sharpie." Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's what you want. That's what you get. And uh, you know, it occurred to me that if I was building a collection to sell, exactly, you know, yeah, you know, so actor so and so dies. Bang! It's on the market right then and there.
0: Uh, yeah, there's there's that side as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah. Well, you know that's that's uh, that's capitalism. <laughs> that's okay with me. Yeah.
0: In terms of yourself, then, at the moment, are you working on any projects within the
1: industry? Within the industry, I am. I'm, I'm talking with someone that is putting together a, uh, a comedy television program Mm -hmm. that uh, has interest in it and I'm following that. And um, I've been uh, pretty much taking up a lot of my time. I had an online store, markholden.com and I killed that. And simultaneously, I stopped doing Cameo uh, because uh, it got to the point of where Cameo was making more money uh, out of a video than I was. Yeah, that's a big problem. You know, well, you know, you, you come from a, a, a work culture to where uh, the actor gets 90 percent and the, uh, <clears throat> the agent gets 10. Uh, and I had started out paying them 25 percent but when they broke over the 50% point and I, I'm looking at what they're charging the customer and what I'm getting, you know, I mean, you know, I got to find, you know, a secondhand shirt that I've never worn before, uh, and put the, you know, the cheap makeup on that the scary old man face. <laughs> and uh, uh, and then set up to do this stuff. And I don't have my own studio. As you can see, it's just, you know, Pretty bare bones. So I, yeah. I thought, you know, I, there, there are other things in my life that I can devote my time to. So I just, I just killed that too. And at the same time, I, um, the reason I had started the store was uh, it was during COVID, and of course the Earth stood still as far as conventions went. Yeah. And um, I had done one convention before uh, before the shutdown. And I thought, well, I'll just open a little store and, uh, you know, I'll offer, offer autographs from, say, five different films and some, uh, you know, some merchandise like, uh, um, you know, T-shirts, yeah, uh, mouth pads, stuff like that. Well, um, I uh, finally got to the point to where I had someone, I have someone doing private signings. So I don't have to, you know, mess with the anything that I have to autograph physically, Mm -hmm. that's taken care of. And then right as I decided to get out of the the store altogether, I had somebody contact me, uh, they could make uh, t t-shirts much better, much faster for, and much cheaper for people that wanted them. And, uh, and they ended up uh, this company. Just, you know blew my mind I thought wow where did you find these people I sure as hell never found them you know I was charging having to charge you know twice that amount of money yeah and they even had um, offer uh, uh, international shipping to over 32 countries and, and give you door-to-door tracking And I thought well you know I, I've, I've got to do this so so that's where my energy's gone here lately and uh of course you know you where where, decades, but... Go
0: ahead. where can people find that stuff then if they want to purchase oh. anything
1: uh they can find it at every everybody loves tees t-e-e-s they're on instagram facebook um, and they're on platforms like etsy Mm-hmm. And uh, we're literally still filling out the items. Uh, okay. And, and the, the the amount of characters, starting out with like two or three of each character, and expanding it, and then adding other characters. So it's it's not you know it's not all out there yet, but enough of it okay. is out there where you could find a a pretty decent uh, uh, selection.
0: Yeah, for, I will. I'll track for Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I'll track it down, and what I'll do is I'll pop it underneath the video description on this as well, so people can check it out if they want. And if they want to follow, if they want to follow you on social media, where do they go? Um,
1: at official Mark Holton on Instagram, and uh, Facebook is just uh, Mark Holton on Facebook, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's one of those uh, things where I, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. A uh, Little switch it's when I open the Instagram, anything I, I post on there, like if I want to post, you know, the show, once you're ready, uh, and then it will it just automatically goes to Facebook. But okay, I, I limit it to the, those two.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was a pleasure to catch up with you today, Mark, and thanks a million for your time. I hope it wasn't I hope it wasn't too painful for you.
1: No, 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 not at all, man. You, yeah. You're you're a
0: wonderful host. Uh, I really yeah. enjoyed your time. Thank you. Hopefully, I get to see you in Ireland soon.
1: That would be killer. Pints you of Guinness, have. man. Yes. Yep, that's uh, <laughs> first order. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> oh, thank you.